Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. My heart is today, I just want to share a bit of my heart. I want to also challenge us, and I just want to, but I want you to capture my heart. I, I have a real passion for worship because I know worship has got me through a lot of a lot of tough times and and I know that it just you know it draws us close to God and so I'm so excited to share with you today on worship worshiping God is a big part of my heart my love for God and how I try to live my life to honor God for who he is worship is powerful it's beautiful it keeps me connected in my relationship with God. It's intimate. I feel his love, his presence. Worship can shift the atmosphere and it can move mountains. His presence is beautiful. It always leaves me filled but always hungry for more. You cannot get enough of his presence. Sorry if I'm reading off the screen. I'm trying not to waffle, so I was like, I need notes. Eliza did great without notes. I'm like, no, I need notes. I'd be here all day if I didn't have my notes. It's like when you, worship to me is like when you, you know, you have a meal and you're content, but there's always room for pudding. You just want more of his presence. And, and sometimes I can be in a worship meeting for four hours, and I'm like, wow, thank you, Jesus. God, I want more of you. The more time we spend with him, the more we want to be him because we experience who he is and it's just beautiful. My relationship with Jesus feels deeper when I spend time with him. Do we agree that time with Jesus is precious and beautiful? Today, I want to encourage you and us as a church to challenge us, including myself, to teach us and help us to go deeper with our time with Jesus. As I was preparing, I felt God say a lot of things on my heart. And I'm praying as I communicate with God that you hear my heart. And my heart is I just want us as a church to go deeper in worship because I know that it changes people. It changes everything about us and it's just beautiful. I know I keep saying beautiful, but I love worship. Can you tell? Um, Our worship should be in everything that we do, not only on Sundays, but every day as we spend time with Jesus in every area of our lives. As Craig explained, as a worship leader, I get to travel around the country. I help support churches and worship teams. But regardless of all that, my heart is I just want to encourage and remind people of who God is. And so many people I see are weary and broken, and they've just lost their song. They don't want to worship. They don't want to, they think that because t- things are tough, the first thing that goes is their worship and their time with God because they fix their eyes, they take their eyes off Jesus, and they put it on, on their circumstances. This is where I wish I put my font bigger because I cannot read any of my notes. Honestly, my eyes are doing the conga. I'm like, ugh. But I I have amazing privilege to do that, and I don't take it lightly. It's a real honor, and I know that it's something that God has called me to do. And for years, I've fought with 
God, I can't do this. I can't, you know, we put ourselves in a box. And as soon as I gave Jesus my yes, it was just like, he just opened up doors. And, you know, I was so privileged yesterday. I don't say this to, to, to boast, but I just say this because God is faithful to his promises. Yesterday, I was speaking on a radio station across America and South Africa on the heart of worship. And I was just, I come off the call and I was like, God, these are all your promises 13, 14 years ago. And you never fail. God said he would take me to the nations. I didn't know if that would be, how that would be. But even just speaking on the radio of people, just sharing, encouraging people what worship is and who God is. Right, just bear with me. I need to find where I am. I've just gone a bit off topic, but it's okay. It's all good. Do you know what it is? I've got a live document and the internet's rubbish, so it's not, it's not catching up. Um, bear with me. What's that? Oh, no, we're not there yet. This is just the introduction. <laughs> oh, this is awful. But do you know what? Even as a worship leader, do you know? Like, people probably think it's great traveling. But do you know what? I love Jesus that much. It comes at a sacrifice. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> but it does. But you know what? I love Jesus more. Um, Jesus is first in my life, and you know, sometimes I'm traveling nine, ten hours, and I um, don't see my friends. I have time away from my family, but I know that I'm walking in the promises of God, and God has given us a grace for this season. And you know, sometimes you think, God, what is it? That is this healthy to be doing this? But I know that it is God's will, and he gives us the grace for all these seasons. Right, I'm just um, going to cut all these notes out. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm not used to speaking, so it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I feel like I need to sing my preach, and I'll be okay. Uh, he gives us grace and love. <laughs> Keep back. <laughs> but you know what? Why I have breath in my lungs, I will always have a heart to worship Jesus and encourage others to do so. Worship has brought me through some of the hardest times that I will share later on because worship shifts our eyes off the problem and onto Jesus. I have a heart for others to find their song and intimacy with Jesus. Worshiping God is everything. If I can lead worship in a way that cultivates an environment led by the Holy Spirit for people to have a real, raw, and life-changing encounter with Jesus, and his name is lifted high and glorified, then my heart is full. Because that is what it's about, pointing people to Jesus. I just want others to experience his presence because it is real. As a worship leader, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a season of shaping and growing. It's been, a, it's been, I've had to, I've been hurt, I've been broken, I've gone through the whole process. You know, I used to be scared to even sing or even hold a mic. I let Peter, Peter tell you, people used to ring me on the phone. I used to go, I'm not here. I used to be scared to speak to people on the phone. That's how insecure I was. And now I'm like, God, <laughs> can't shut me up, you know? It's just, um, it's just amazing what God can do. From a young age, I just loved the presence of God and being in his presence. 
It left a mark on my heart. It always had me hungry and wanting more of his presence. When you experience this, you cannot help but want more. It marked me forever. I got to experience his glory and the power of his presence. I never imagined that from a young age, God had placed that desire on my heart and hunger and heart for his presence because he had a plan and he had a purpose for my life. I am actually going to get to like what worship is, but I'm just trying to explain some of my story because it's been, I've been waiting 13 years for the promises and the dreams that God has put on my heart. I'm hoping that some of my story, that we, but that even though I call myself a worshiper, we are all called to worship God. Even if we cannot sang, sing, or some of us might dance like Mr. Bean, we are called to worship and give him our praise. We might as well get used to it because one day that is what we are going to be doing for eternity. Right, I'm going to start my preach now. What is worship? <laughs> worship is when we give our deepest affections and highest praise to God. True worship to God is when we love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It is a lifestyle. What you do throughout your day is an act of worship to God. It is a life laid down, fully surrendered. The true purpose of true worship is to serve and adore God. How can I serve you with everything and every area of my life? As I was talking about before, you know, sometimes it comes as a sacrifice. We're like, God, I want to serve you, but it, 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 can, be, it can be not easy, you know. We have to honor him with all things. We are all called to worship. Slide two. Thanks, Josh. <clears throat> we are all called to worship the living God. Remember, it's not just singing, it's a lifestyle. It's how we serve others, our heart posture to reflect his heart. We all have something to bring and to give to Jesus. On Sundays, we can sometimes come with the heart that it's for the worship team to worship for us, to be entertained. We should all come with something to bring, a heart posture for Jesus. Even if we don't like the songs, we all are all called to worship because our worship is for him, it's not for us. And that's where we get lost in it sometimes, guys. As a worship leader, I hear people, this is a challenge now, I hear people you know, sometimes moaning about the worship. I don't like that song. That's too loud. That's not my favorite worship leader. It seems to be about everything you like and not about what you can give to God. It's got to stop. Where is our heart at? We don't realize, but we can slip into being entertained and we forget what worship is actually about. Are we coming every Sunday with a heart to worship or spectate and criticize? It comes back to the heart. It's always about the overflow of the heart. Does it honor God? Get back to the lifestyle of worship. Does it honor God when we speak? 
Maybe we are busy transmitting and not coming with a heart to bring something. Imagine if we all came on a Sunday, we're just like, God, I'm here for you. Yeah, I don't like this song, God, but I'm here for you. God, I'm going to get my praise on. This song does my head in, but I'm going to get my praise on. Because it's like God just wants our heart. And, you know, so many times we do. I know it myself. I'm a worship leader. Some songs drive me crackers. But it's like, God, you know what? I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to worship you. I'm going to sing of your love. I'm going to sing of who you are. I'm going to glorify your name because you are the reason that I worship and you are the reason that I sing. Remember, fully surrendered hearts. Sometimes we limit our worship because we feel we need a full band or music. Without realizing it, we can fall into the trap of entertainment. Sorry, I'm repeating myself a little bit. I love the song, The Heart of Worship. Do you know what? Recently, well, probably about a year or so ago, I was doing a conference. It's happened twice to me, this. And we had a power cut in the middle of worship. And everyone just stopped worshiping. It was like the world had ended. It was just like, oh, we haven't got music. And I just started to sing the song when the music fades and all is stripped away. And I simply come longing just to bring something of worth that will bless your name. And I started to sing that song and everyone was a bit like, what do we do? There's no music. But my heart was, you know what? We don't, when, we, when we're limiting our worship to what our environment brings, then no. God, that worship was powerful. There was no band that, even like this morning, I really felt like when that, we stopped playing as a band and we could just hear the church worshiping, it's powerful. Because we're all coming with something to bring. You're worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. <clears throat> Even when we feel too lost and messed up, never feel you cannot worship if you've messed up. God's grace, never lose your song. You come to God, even if you just have a whisper, give him your heart. Some scriptures on why we are called to worship. Psalm 95 verse 16. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. Psalm 100 verse 2. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Psalm 29 verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You worship what you do not know. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. John 4, 22, verse 23. Amen. God is caught. We need to, we need to know what it is to just to honor God in everything in our worship because he deserves every part of us. And I just want to just remind us of that. You know, there's different expressions of worship. Um, slide three, thanks, Josh. There's singing. Some, you know, love that, some don't. <laughs> there's clapping. 
dancing, lifting of hands, standing in awe of God, just standing, playing an instrument, kneeling, weeping, painting, drawing, writing, flag waving, how we honor our husbands and our wives, how we honor our kids, how we, how we honor our friends, how we speak. This is all ways of worship. And we just need to, just in everything, just it needs to honor God. And it just, I, even this, I was, as, I was, as I was preparing, I was like, God, do I honor you in all things? No, not always, but his grace is there and I keep trying. <laughs> there are just a f- These are just a few. Everyone's expression can be different. As a worship leader, I've had to learn that just because the whole room is not dancing and singing might not mean that they're not connecting with God. Everyone has got different expression of how they worship God. Sometimes it could be also when I'm there and maybe as a worship leader, I'm not tuned in and as a team, we've not, you know, prepared well and we're just on all different pages. You know, I feel like in our worship, even as I worship, to speak to the worship team here, are we coming ready? Are we coming with something to bring as a team? Are we coming, spending time in the secret place in the week, preparing to come to our church and stir the hearts of the church? Because how can we take a church and take people where we've not been ourselves in the week? I really, I know as a worship leader that when I've spent time with God in the week, I lead. And when I haven't, there's a real difference because it's an overflow. Worship can be raw at times when God is working in our hearts. In the same moment, I've seen people weep, I've laughed, run all in one service at the same time. God can touch people in different ways. Some people will just sit and kneel. I've also seen churches that have lost their intimacy altogether with God. There is no spark, no expectancy or expression whatsoever. It's just become routine. Three songs sit down. It's so time managed that if God wanted to move, there was no time for him to. We need to make time for his presence so people can be free to express worship in whatever expression they feel. They connect with God. This is where we see God move, people having deep encounters with God. Let's not set a culture of putting his presence and worship in a box because because, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard. You know, we hire a school building and we've got to be out at a certain time. But God can be moving, but we have to cut it short. Let's try and prepare and make space in our meetings for God to move and to just be in his presence. Worship changes the atmosphere where we can express his love and worship. We need a raw and life-changing encounter with Jesus because we will never be the same Let's not be lazy in our worship too. Let's position our hearts to worship. There's something about when we lift our arms, it's a sign of surrender. Lord, here I am. I want to be more like you. Yes, sometimes some of us may struggle to put our hands up because we feel like everyone's looking at us and it might be too much, but you know what? Just do it because people are not bothered. That's what I've learned. Pete was um, doing an exercise with our kids in um, the tent revival, wasn't you? And um, about worship. And they were like, I'm not putting my hands up. And Pete was like, 
he put it as a joke and he was like, change the light bulb. And I, they just started like worshipping. It was funny. And he said, who's looking at you? No one. But that, that, kid, that tent revival, my kids had a real encounter with God because they just started to raise their hands and they just started to press into God. And God really, really, really met, met with them. Sorry, I feel like I'm going. It's a bit, I think I've wrote too much, but never mind. Um, lifestyle of worship. I'm just going to try and go through this quite quick because I'm conscious of time. A lifestyle of worship should be lived every day so that Christ can be seen in all we do and say. We have to have a lifestyle of worship. We have to align with the Holy Spirit and know and delight in the will of God. Worship connects us to our creator. It changes us and makes us more like Christ. So how do we live a life of sacrifice? We devote every day to God in every area. This means leaving no stone unturned. If worship is a lifestyle, no facet of our lives is exempt from the glory of God. We don't keep anything behind closed doors, no secrets. In all things, we honor God. We walk in integrity, making the right choice in the unseen, speaking life, not gossiping, being trustworthy, not being full of pride, remaining humble in our decisions, our relationships. Even honoring God, this is something I personally felt challenged with in my worship to God. Here I am going around, the, you know, traveling, worshiping. Am I honoring God with how I look after my body, how I eat, how I, you know, that's a, a sign of worship. It's like, God, I want to honor you in how I look after myself, you know? And we don't. I don't. You know, when I'm traveling back at 12 o'clock at night and the Mackey's is the only place that's open, you know? I personally felt, as a woman, challenged because I'm getting tired and I'm getting sick because I'm not looking after the body that God has given me. And, you know, I want to serve God. I want to worship him. I want to, I want to do his will. But I'm not honoring him with looking after what he's given me. So that's a thing that I felt convicted in my worship to God. Our time is jealous God, passionate for our full attention, admiration and affection. Our worship is sometimes just for, we sometimes, our worship can be just for Sundays, devotions and small groups, but it's not enough. God wants us and he wants our time all the time. I'm just going to skip through this, sorry. You imagine like spending time with God, our worship to him is, is a relationship, isn't it? If I only seen Peter on a Monday, a Sunday, might see him on a Wednesday. In fact, we like that now, actually. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for grace. But we wouldn't have much of a relationship left, would we? So it's like going, hey, babe, see you next week. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's an intimacy. There's, 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 I want to spend time with him because I love him. He wants to spend time with me because I do his head in. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's a relationship, and when we worship God and we honor him with our lifestyle, we honor him with our thoughts, our every area, and we, spend, and we spend time with him, there's a relationship, there's an intimacy, and we get to know his voice. Are we honoring God with how we talk about others? Are we honoring God with what we have? Are we tuned in to the Holy Spirit? Are we honoring God? Are we reading his word? I know I sometimes struggle with that. Does anyone find that when you go to bed and you've got a magazine, you can read it, and as soon as you read, get your Bible, you fall asleep? Like, uh, let's be real. Like, that happens to me all the time. 
And it's like, Lord, I really, really want to read your word. But then I'll read like a book that of something and, I, it, and I'm okay. And it's like the flesh, you know. We have to really train ourselves up in like, God, I want to spend time with you. And we have to be disciplined in that. Are we walking and sharing God's love in action? Do those around us see God in us? Are we walking in integrity, God's love and humbleness? Are we okay to being inconvenienced if a brother or sister needs our help? This is all acts of worship, how we love others. Worship is not just Sunday and turning up and going home. When you encounter God in a deep way and you're in his presence, it changes you. It changes every part of you. Right, I'm going to skip through this. We're all a work in progress and we don't always get it right. But my heart is I want to try, and I want to try and please and honor God in worship in every area of my life. Slide five, secret place. I'm going to stack these notes off, and I'm just going to speak about this. Secret place. As a worshiper and as us as, as um, you know, being saved, like we come to church, and, you know, one of the most precious times that I find is when I'm at home spending time with God. Worship starts and overflows from the secret place. We need to know God for ourselves. We need our own relationship with him. You know, I need time with God on my own. Yeah, time with my husband with God, time with my kids with God. But you know what? You need to know God for yourself. Even when you're married, you need to have time with the Lord on your own. That's how we grow. That's how he speaks to us. That's how he guides us. How... Like, when I prepare worship, I always know when I've spent time with the Lord that week. Uh, the way I prepare worship is I spend time with God. I get on my keyboard. I have no agenda. And I'm like, God, what is it that you want to do? And I just start playing. Keys. It sounds awful, but God knows my heart. <laughs> and I just start worshiping God. And that's how I prepare for Sunday morning. And some days, don't get me wrong, some days I've prepared out of just bum, bum, bum. Because life gets busy at times. But I tell you what, I always know. Because in here, I know. Because there's something about the overflow of the secret place. We need intimacy with the Father. We need to sit at his feet. We need to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That is where we find safety and refuge. Psalm 91. It's important that we prioritize time with him. Look at Mary and Martha. The story gets me so much because I am so busy, so, so busy. And I've had to really learn to prioritize time with God before anything else. I used to go about my day running around, and then God used to get the leftovers at the end of the day. I've had to go, God, if I want to honor you in my worship and who I am, I need to put you first. So every morning, I might be doing the kids' uniforms. I put worship on. It's funny because the kids are like, turn that off. I put worship on, and I, just, and I just say, God, I give today to you. And I just spend time with him. And I find that when I do that, everything fits into place. Mary and Martha. Martha was so busy running around that she missed what was important Jesus, Mary just sat at Jesus' feet. Have you ever done that when you've had people around for dinner that you're so busy, 
Like Pete will be chatting to people in the living room. I'll be in the kitchen running around. And then I forget to spend time with the guests that we've invited because I'm too busy. And sometimes Jesus is just there waiting for us to spend time with him, but we're too busy that we miss out what's the importance. I want to be like Mary. I just want to sit at the feet of Jesus. Never get lost in busyness because that also, you know, it can take us away from our intimacy with Jesus. Put God first before all the chores and watch how it impacts your life. It's life-changing. What I tend to do is I tend to prepare, try and prepare, like on a Sunday, like trying to rest. You know, prepare well. I'm not that organized, but I try just so I can sit at God's, you know, the Lord's feet and just rest. Rest is from God as well. That's a sign of our worship when we just sit and rest. As a mom, I have to make it happen. I have to make time with God because before I know it, the time is gone. I love the song, the more I seek you, the more I find you, the more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup of your hand, lay back against you and breathe and feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I'll melt in your peace, it's overwhelming. And sometimes when I'm just spending time with God, I'll sing that song on repeat because it's one of those songs that I just find really intimate with the Lord. I just bear with me. All right, last slide. This is what God really put on my heart last night. Four o'clock this morning, I just, um, God was just really, really speaking to me about the power of worship in the battlefield. And I can really speak from this, trust me. <laughs> um, worship and being in God's presence has got me through some of the hardest times in my life. I know what it feels like to be in the valley. I'm sorry if this is heavy, but I want to encourage you to get your song back. When you have a mountain of unbelief in front of you and there seems no way out, the wind has been taken out your sails. I nearly lost my way. I've as many times lost my song. Why should I worship God? Why life doesn't seem fair? Even as a worshiper, I sometimes speak to God and go, I'm tired of this. I feel as a worshiper, honestly, I feel like we, I know so many worship leaders that are going through so much. And because worship is powerful and the enemy wants to steal our song and he wants to try and stop us doing what we're doing because when people go into his presence, it breaks strongholds. You know, I've had years of ill health, lupus, I still struggle. Even now, I still struggle. Through the week, I have to sleep you know, my son, Joshua, he had a tumor. God miraculously healed that tumor. My dad is currently going through cancer. He's got cancer everywhere. He's been living with us this weekend. And I'm like, God, I just need to worship you. That's how I fight my battles. I worship. And people are like, what I find interesting is like, I'm traveling, doing worship, and I've got this stuff going on, you know, th but how many, six months ago, I got told I might have ovarian cancer. Two days later, I was leading worship for a live recording. And I felt the first time ever as a worshiper, I thought, I can't do this. 
I tell you what, I went two days later and I sung my heart out like never before. That song that I recorded got broadcasted across America yesterday and I had a lady that was suicidal that heard that song and she said I was just about to commit suicide and I heard you sing that song and I heard your story and God just completely set me free. Worship changes people's lives. It changes the atmosphere. I feel like I can go through all these trials at the moment because I know who my God is. I recently, yesterday, two days ago, I had to have tumor marker blood tests again. They're still checking me. Do I let that stop me worshiping God? No. I know who my God is and I know that I need to praise him in all times. In all times. Not just when it's going good. When I see my dad walking around, hardly able to walk. I praise him in all times. Because he deserves our worship. It's not based on our feelings, on what we are well, when we're in a happy place or we come to church, oh, I'm going to worship you today, God, because I've got, everything, I've got all my ducks in a row. No, we worship God even more when it comes to the battle. God has got me through so much. Then wilderness times were some of my closest times to God. I've had, cho- I've had the choice to stand. I would put my headphones in years when I was in bed. I used to have a blue badge. I was registered disabled. And I'd have a blue badge and I, would, I was used to have a heart monitor in my chest. And some days I couldn't even lift my arms. Pete would have to dress me and wash me. How degraded, like as a young woman, four kids to look after. And I couldn't even look after my kids. But I'd have my headphones on with, I believe you're my healer. Because I knew that that's what I had to do. Because the enemy wanted to stop the purpose that he had on my life. God had a purpose on my life as a worshiper. And every single time he tried to steal my song. And I tell you what, he will never, ever steal my song to God. Because he is my savior. He's my father. And I love him so, so much. Honestly, I really... You know, we just get, have to get our praise on even more. And I tell you what, when you start to lift your hands, when you feel like you can't, I tell you what, the enemy flees. He's just tried so many times. Worship. Sorry. Oh, I should have um, printed this off. It's driving me crackers. Worship is perspective. It puts life in perspective. Worship has the power to change the perspective. As a worshiper, as I worship through years of ill health, that problem started to feel so much smaller when I fix my eyes on Jesus. See, when we worship God, that's what it does. It takes our eyes off what's going on. That day when I sang that song, something, I just started singing the prophetic, no weapon for me shall prosper. Every fiery arrow will go to the ground. And some authority rose up in me in, that, in worship. And I started to sing the song, speak the name. And a lady that was due to commit suicide, she drove up eight hours, seven hours the next, next month. I said, I couldn't need to come and tell you, never stop worshiping, never hang up your harp because God, your worship is life-saving. Keep your song, sing. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I don't see my friends every weekend and I'm on, because I'm doing the Lord's business and I'm going about what God has called me to do because he's put a calling and anointing on my life to sing and to encourage others to get their song back. That is a part of the mandate I know that God has put on my heart. I look at Paul and Silas when they're in the prison. They got beaten, lobbed in prison. 
What did they do? They got their praise on. How many of us would get our praise on in the prison? No, I know I wouldn't. But people were looking at them. People were, people were seeing them. And they were seeing, how can they worship in that? When Josh had a tumor, me and Pete, we were strong in God. People, have, we got to share the testimony a week later how God miraculously removed that tumor. They were like, we would not even know you were going through that because God gave us the strength because we could put our focus on him. Right, I'm going to whiz, sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh, the time, Craig. Oh, anyway. Praise goes up and God shows up. <laughs> um, I love that one. He's the name above all names when we declare who he is. He's, the, he's fighting our battles. He's establishing, um, sorry, his power over your problem. If only we could see what happens in the spirit. We fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And when we open our mouth, it matters. When we worship, when we declare the word, it changes things in the supernatural. When we declare and lift up the praises, we have the tools we need, the armor of God and worship being our weapon. We have to use it. and We have to pray without ceasing on the battlefield. When you worship in that moment and you declare the goodness of God, the power of God, I believe it, things change. There is a shift that happens in the spiritual realm. There is such power in our praise. Worship is our weapon. Prayer is a weapon. God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask, think, or dream. Let us never forget what God can do because he's bigger than anything we face. We have to open our mouths and we have to declare his authority over our life, our problems, our situation. It establishes his rule and God's authority over our problems. Mate, spare me. When you worship and in that moment when you declare the goodness of God, power of God, I believe things change. I've already spoke that double thing here. Right, this is what I really felt God put on my heart last night. As a church, are we really longing for the glory of God? Are we coming to church wanting and longing for the glory? Or are we fixed on what we're going to see at a routine? We know no difference of just what we do on Sunday. Who wants more of Jesus? Church, do we want more of Jesus in this place? Do we want a life that just is fully surrendered to God in every area, in our worship, in everything? I know I do. How many of us are praying for a move of God, for miracles, signs, and wonders, more of his glory? We want to see it all the time. Is it possible? I long for more of his glory and his presence every single day. And sometimes we just miss it because we get distracted. We've got maybe the roast at home or there's, there's things that creep in. And that's one thing I've noticed in worship. Have you ever found when you just go to press in and you feel God's presence, the kids will start or a thought will drop into your mind? You have to be disciplined and go, you know what, God? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix my eyes on you. Do we come hungry wanting to meet with God for him to speak through us through his word? Be touched, healed, and restored in his presence? Do we keep our barriers up in worship because we are scared to let God in? This is what I really felt for someone today. 
Do we get in the way too much because we have something, because sometimes scared to let down walls because we may be broken, it may get messy. We don't let our guard down because we don't want to deal with what hit, with the hurts, the pain we have been through. You're just battle weary, battle after battle, and you have been suffering, knocked. You've had the stuff and knocked out of you, but you don't think you have anything to give God. Maybe when you worship, you feel his love and touch, but it hurts to let him into your broken heart because it's raw and you're scared that it's going to break down. I feel like sometimes we, we're too scared to let God into the messy stuff because we're scared. And this is what God really put on my heart at 3 o'clock this morning. I've seen, because I know I've been here, been in worship where God has been pulling on my heart. He's been telling me to lay stuff down. He wants to heal brokenness. I've been broken, trust me. A year ago, I didn't even want to lead worship anymore. I'd, it's probably the worst I've ever... I, I, I had everything knocked out of me. But God restores, and every time I heard worship, God would pull on my heart. I was like, God, I'm not letting you in because I know if I let you in, it's going to get messy. But you know what? Sometimes it's okay to let it get messy because that's where God heals and he restores. And I feel as a church, that's what we need to do. We need to let God in to the messy bit. We need to let our barriers down. We need to let God come into our hearts and worship and minister into us. We need to give him space. We need to get intimate with God. Tell him what you're going through. He knows anyway. But just give him your heart. I'm going to play a song now that I just really laid on my heart. And if you feel that's you and you, you know, I'm conscious of time. But if you feel this is you and you want to get closer to God, but you're too scared because you're scared to let him in because you feel like it's going to get messy. I want you to just come forward for a prayer. I want to pray for you. If anything is spoken into your heart, maybe you struggle to worship God. Maybe you feel he has let you down. You resent God. Maybe you don't want to worship him because you feel he has failed you. he never fail you. That's just lies. You trusted him and your situation is rough that you're at your wit's end, but come because you don't know what else to do. Maybe you've lost your song. You're tired, exhausted, and battle-weary. Maybe you're a mom, and you're just tired that you can never press into worship because your kids are constantly, you find it hard. You're like, God, I want to worship you, but I can't because I've got my hands full. God can minister to you in that. Maybe you've never encountered God in a personal way. You want to experience his presence. I want to encourage you today that worship, worship God right now. Worship him in the storm. He is the eye of the storm, and there's nothing that he cannot do. He has done it in my life, and he can do it in yours. Worship opens up the heavens. Worship crushes and breaks down strongholds. His presence makes you free. In his presence, walls fall to the ground. In his presence, prison doors fling wide. Your worship is a weapon. Now it is time to use it. You need to understand the power of your worship. When you open your mouth, it shifts the atmosphere. Stand tall, stand firm, and get your song back and give it to Jesus. Surrender all to him. 
It's time to get your praise on. It's breakthrough season, not breakdown season. I pray this song blesses you and reminds you of the power in worship. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarranty.com.